0: All right, welcome to Bonehead Weekly. It is absolutely our pleasure to have our first tromet ever on Bonehead Weekly. We have Athena and <laughs> watch me butcher this, Prohotska. very close. It's
1: Prohotska. Prohotska. Yes. Very, very close. Though,
0: yeah. Like yeah. that.
1: Yeah, sort of like, yeah, like you got
0: chutzpah. Yeah. Hutzpah. I need to work on my Yiddish, James. Damn it. Yeah. You do. Yeah, I've been saying that for years. And now you, a now bitch, you pay. dumb
2: bastard joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, watching Yentl over and over again doesn't do a damn thing. Oh, for well,
0: you. I had a, this is a true story. We had, I had someone who spoke some Yiddish. He was a dean for us temporarily. And I said something one day and he goes, Oh, you know Yiddish. And I said, Mel Brooks Yiddish. It took him, it took him 10 <laughs> seconds and he, he, Oh, (laughs) that's how a kid from (laughs) the in Eastern Kentucky knew anything about Yiddish was from Mel Brooks movies. So that's all. That's all. Right. Athena, we're so excited to have you here, especially since you totally bailed on me last week. We should have already had this interview because you had to go see uh, T-Swizzle, Taylor Swift. Tickets went on sale today. I hear that. Was that what kept you from it?
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. I can't believe you just went there. Now, man i'm an asshole. napalm death one of the best death metal bands on the planet man napalm
0: like, death holy yeah. shit they're like the beatles of death metal
1: <laughs> they kind of are they're old and they've been around for a while
3: <laughs> all right gentlemen. Which, is, which is kind of rare that that happens in death metal that you have that sustainability i mean i'm not an expert but it does seem that there's a lot of um it's Holy kind of shit. like old school punk. There's not a lot of people that do that for a long period of time. They
2: started uh, well, when I was one. And yeah.
1: 52. <laughs> yeah. Actually, see, um, there are several bands that, like death metal bands, especially, that have a lot of longevity. The kind of bands you don't see with a lot of longevity and, like, metal are more of, like, your, um, your hardcore bands and stuff like that or, like... Um, A lot of, you like your rap metal bands and shit like that, you know. But as far as, like, death metal and thrash have some, and black metal have, like, the longest longevity, I want to say, in, you know, like, metal history. Besides maybe stoner metal, which started with doom metal and stoner metal, which started with Black Sabbath.
0: All right. Hold on for a hot second, Scarecrow Athena. First of all, (laughs) here's some scotch. scotch. Uh, (laughs) Second of all, second of all. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> I heard metal death 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 metal kill kill death metal kill. Let's get started. now now Let's it, get started. It, now. It, I it, usually it, in everybody's to defense, first.
3: that is what Joe normally hears anyway. It's so his internal monologue. It's a lot of kill kill. You no, know, these are They're just you normal. all can't hear anything
2: right now. I'm actually <laughs> listening to Napalm Death while you all are talking. How is Napalm Death? It's loud. Napalm.
3: <laughs> It's <laughs> oh my god, hey, thank you, Boomer, for your compelling review. It's oh loud, you know, the kids dress
1: differently. The first metal bands to do like grind death metal, like What's they were grind first- death metal. So, grind, um, is like
0: as I take it,
1: coherent stuff, what we call piggy vocals. When they do like the they gets extremely fast and then it's like the really high pitched, like piggy vocals. I don't want to do it and embarrass myself. No, I <laughs>
0: it's want like you more, to do it's like it more, it's
2: more guttural.
1: But it's guttural, and then it goes real high-pitched, and it's like... Wah, 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 wah.
0: like but, do awful, but do the but guttural part first. Do the guttural part first. Come on,
1: do it! What? I just did it! You did the high
0: part. I was waiting for the guttural part.
1: <laughs> well, that's more like the... <laughs> yeah
0: okay wow. how do they do that and keep the and i keep don't know
2: i work? just did it for half a second and my throat shredded.
0: yeah so <laughs> I mean, you know what we do and you know that i do what? a lot of these shows and i've always it's hold it's, on
2: i gotta i gotta put on some berry manilow for a sec i gotta calm down
0: yeah I was say, <laughs> go
3: take your medication, chad yeah, we'll nap, go on yeah, with that a nap yeah. Watch some Fox News comment. Uh, ooh, no, say, why, why don't you go and make sure there's no kids on
0: your lawn or anything? Captain
2: right. and Tenille's greatest hits. Ooh.
0: I anyway, drink But I don't know how they keep their voice because I can oh my god, she does have a bottle of old Forester. Hold on, hold on. Athena.
1: Well that's why you Cheers. cut your throat. Yeah. 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 Cheers. yeah cheers
0: i'm trying to get you to there we go there we I, go where the fuck is the camera there it, is, there it
2: <laughs> is i'm assuming there's none of that chamomile tea bullshit and prepping for no no <laughs>
0: um, so
1: well if you talk to the professionals there's absolutely um i've dated death metal vocalists before and there's definitely like a routine to their, their they vocals. have to and it, com- it also mostly comes from your diaphragm yeah it's not really in your throat it's your diaphragm so yeah
0: yeah. You yeah. have to do it from the lungs. It's actually, I, I read that and then saw it in an interview a few years ago and it helped my voice for Sunday, especially yeah. if you're a Saturday night and you've had a couple and you're trying to get somebody excited and you're trying to get the crowd. I get it. I, it helped my voice for Sunday to realize it's got to be down here instead of up here. It does. Yeah. I I totally agree with you, but I I still need to look up death metal hamburger. What is it you saw? <laughs> Nate, so what? Tom name tom death i said death metal hamburger
1: oh are you talking By about way, kumas if, burgers
0: no is that a thing i was being a smart kuma's ass
1: burgers <laughs> yeah it's a death it's like a metal joint the original ones in chicago there's one in indianapolis too see? but they serve all these incredible fucking huge hamburgers and they're all named after like metal bands and stuff let's go well, see, road trip oh, wait. Yeah. Well, yeah what is it called again it's called kuma's corner
2: Kuma's Kuma's corner. corner
1: i think there's three or four of them in the country but the original ones in chicago the one i go to all the time is in indianapolis well
2: you're right down the
0: road from them so yeah yeah we'll just pick you up and go to indianapolis i'm
1: two hours from you guys no you're not you're in Elville. i'm in louisville yeah which is almost two hours from indy we're in lexington
2: i know yeah. but she's saying she has to drive two hours
1: we it's fine we'll pick you
0: up in the are room you room. gonna
1: pick me up on the way yes
0: that's what i said we will take I gotcha.
1: you okay fine Let's how much it. did
0: you smoke before you got on <laughs> here
1: well i had to be fucking prepared for this <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the answer's always
3: not enough not enough to no i
1: this. mean no, not
2: just no, so you know. Never. If you do, if you do get in a car with us, James has to play <laughs> the Mighty Quinn on loop for four hours
3: straight. It's Not just the Mighty Quinn. I have an I have a a, a diverse musical interest. Yeah, track.
0: it's Mighty Quinn and the 007 theme songs. Yeah, okay. not all of them. So, not all so, of them. Do not put on so that no Madonna napalm, one.
1: No Napalm Death. I'm guessing then. No, exactly. I want to listen. I'd be willing to give it a death. shot. Yeah, yeah.
3: I really would. I, yeah. I really do. As much as they're teasing me, I really do listen. It all depends <laughs> on my mood. Yeah. And, and and there is a time for that thrashing sound. Usually, when I'm working on a, something and I'm angry, it's uh, it's great. Yeah, so, sure. I do
0: again. So every once in a while, we run into somebody, and you think this is going to be a good interview. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> so I want to start going through your childhood. Lay <laughs> back on the couch, and what is as I'm curious, where were you raised?
1: I was born and raised in Buffalo, New York for the okay. most part. Yeah. Um, we did when I was like a little bit in the middle of my years, we moved to Florida for like two years. Cause like long story, but my grandpa got sick and all this. And then like, after he passed, we moved back to New York. Mm-hmm. And so um, I finished out my, my like high school and everything up there. And then I left there and moved to Pittsburgh to go to the Tom Savini school. So I could become uh, yeah. doing film and stuff like
0: that. effects, right?
1: Yeah,
0: makeup and film. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, you do not sound like you're from Buffalo.
1: Well, I have been in Louisville for eleven years now, so I think uh, it's fucking like rubbing off on me or some shit. I so well, it.
0: let's you you stop the story there. So you went to Tom Savini's, by the way. Tom Savini. I'm sure you've hung around Tom quite a bit.
1: Yeah. Um well, not one but we've been around each other enough times. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's he's one of uh I will tell this. Uh, it was one of those where it was like, "Oh man, my idol." And then I I spent some time and I was like, "Ah, oh, damn it."
1: Yeah. He's like uh I'm not going to say too much because I give him props for being a master at what he does. Uh, he as, is. F. I he learned is. a lot as a filmmaker from him, but at the same time, um he's not a person I really want to be in the room with
0: (laughs) (laughs) so I'll tell you uh, a story about him and something I witnessed in Chicago once but I'll do it afterwards
1: okay (laughs) so so
0: you went to school there did you graduate
1: yeah I graduated um but the thing that was actually exciting about that time in my life wasn't even I mean the school and everything that was fun but um I had gotten hooked up with somebody that you guys probably know in the indie film scene, uh, ToeTag Pictures. So I was friends with Jeremy Cruz and Fred Vogel and Shelby before she was even Shelby Vogel, like before they were even married and all that. And I was friends with all those guys before there was a ToeTag Pictures.
0: I, I was well, there if we don't the, know them. We've heard of, I've heard of them, but I don't know them.
1: Well, they are like, the, they, they call Fred Vogel the king of the underground horror like Mm -hmm. of indie films and there's a reason for that the shit that they have made and that i've been privy to help them make um was really where my film career started and it wasn't honestly didn't even have anything to do with the school i met them as friends outside of there, you know what i mean kind of thing and uh it just became this thing where it kind of took over you know like special effects stuff but then i started doing a lot more writing and set building and like uh, helping with like production and the art direction and stuff like that and um some of the special effects on you know but jeremy cruz is like a special effects master so like i was kind of behind the scenes with a lot of that stuff but toe tag's very very well known in the in like the underground indie scene you know for film um especially for the moves that they've made for like you know, very sick cinema, like really distorted, sick cinema. So that's actually like the exciting thing for me when I was in Pittsburgh was hooking up with Tote because that was literally the beginning of everything to come for the rest of my life. Pretty much.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So how did you end up from Pittsburgh to Louisville?
1: Well, actually um, this, this wasn't in part of the recording, but when I said I didn't want to talk about my exes, I oh, I'm got, sorry. Well, we don't have to go. No, no, there. no, You're fine. I got divorced from this horrible ex-husband of mine, and because I got married way too young and it was a mistake and shit. James so anyway, has the same problem. It kind of like forced me out of Pittsburgh because I had to get away from a lot of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up moving to Covington, Kentucky. Um, at the time because I ended up like doing like this little magazine deal where I met this guy. He was doing this thing called Rat Rods and Rust Queens. And Mm -hmm. I had been doing some modeling and stuff at the time. And I had been in some of his uh, magazines. And so he found out that I was a writer and he had me come on as his assistant editor. So um, I was doing double duty. I was like modeling and going to the car shows and stuff like that. But then I was also interviewing and writing articles about the guys in their cars and shit like that. Like, so that's what actually, because, okay, long story short no, this is, we're here for you. You tell your story. uh, Right. So the editor of the magazine and the creator lived in Louisville. So I met him in Covington and started working with him there and I was driving back and forth. And so I just decided to up and move to Louisville when the magazine was doing pretty well. But then, you know, uh, social media and everything pretty much killed like the print era. So magazines became almost obsolete and the magazine up going under and long story short, I really liked Louisville, so I'm still here.
0: Why do you like Louisville so much?
1: Oh, man, it's the people and the culture here. There's a ton of art. I'm an artist. And so there's like a ton of art. There's a ton of music. And me being a huge metalhead, the metal scene here is fantastic. We have Metal Mondays every Monday, which is a free metal show. Some of them are touring bands. Some of them are just your local bands but um, there's always like a really good metal band playing like on Mondays, that's always free. The cultural districts down here are just amazing. Um, all the food, all the, you know, um, beer and the bourbon made here. And every, I mean, there's so much to love about Louisville. Like yeah. there really is a lot of culture and a lot of really awesome shit here. You know, that like on a daily basis, there's always something to do. This is not a city where you can be bored you know what i mean you never like you never can be bored living
0: here yeah one out of the three boneheads wishes he lived in louisville
2: i lived i lived there i lived there for six years i miss it
1: yeah 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 yeah, awesome so what do you miss about louisville
2: everything you just said yeah (laughs) you didn't take
0: that much advantage of that i didn't
2: and that's one thing i regret is i did not take advantage but when i did take advantage of it I, it chad, was not, how, it was how much
3: longer is it till your statute of limitations runs out uh
2: 2064 how many years is that <laughs> yeah you've got some
3: time you're not yeah, going back yeah. to louisville for a while chad sorry sorry we're we going to get even better by the time you're there
2: i can never even figure out that math i sucked at geography
3: I, yeah <laughs> obviously that's what i was just thinking yeah. <laughs> Woo.
0: So, yeah. i'm sorry james do you have a question
3: well so you you were writing and i I I always like writers. So I I want to talk about, so when you were writing, you wrote for, uh, uh, you wrote for horror hound as well. Correct. Is that correct?
1: Well, actually, I didn't write for horror hound. Um, I I'm a published writer though. I started when I was a teenager. Um, I got had some of my poetry and some short stories published. And then um, I worked with horror hound on their staff for like the conventions and stuff. So I was like, yeah, I was part of Hound in that way for like, oh my gosh, seven, eight years, something like that, I think. But I've always been a writer. I write my own scripts. Um, I like to write short stories and poetry and stuff like that all the time. Um, I've been known to write lyrics for music for, you know, some of my friends' bands and stuff like that. Um, so it's just always kind of been a love of mine ever since I was young. I mean, one of my majors in high school was... Uh, literature and like english and writing and yeah so
3: so i've, I've got a question How, what's the difference in your mind or when you go about sitting down to write do you go down uh, do you sit down to write saying i know i'm going to write poetry or i know i'm going to write lyrics or does what comes out dictate which one's which
1: actually it's not even like a thing where i think about sitting down writing it'll be one of those moments where i will have like a bit of an epiphany about something like I will see something or experience something like even a smell will trigger me and I'll start words will, well, I guess the best way to say it, words just start kind of coming to me, like in my head and I just start pouring them out on paper, you know, and sometimes they end up really serious. Sometimes they end up really fucking funny, you know, and then sometimes they're like trash and I throw them the fuck away, (laughs) but you know, I just kind of like pour the shit out of my head when it hits me, you know.
3: Oh. Which is what you have to do, right? Because once you lose it, gone. Gone. Awesome.
1: Yep. And I kick myself in the fucking twat every time I don't write shit down.
3: Yep. Nope. I, I know that feeling as well. Well, not so much all of that feeling. Well,
0: but yeah. I, I mean, it usually, yeah. <laughs> usually one of us kicks the other one in the twat. So yeah. I, no.
1: <laughs> we
0: earn it. Well, yeah. Basically. Right. Yeah so back to where we're going uh what, what do you think is the most fulfilling for you
1: oh my god there's not one thing that's just fucking fulfilling
0: is it everything every, acting? Is every it bit
1: of everything it's every bit of everything that's fulfilling for me the acting the directing the writing the producing the cinematography the set design the artwork the writing behind it uh finding the actors working with the actors picking the music, talking to the bands, finding the venues, looking for locations. I mean, like that, and that's just in my film world. I have other worlds besides that, that I'm part of. Um, But those are some of the things that I get excited about in my film world, you know, and especially since I love to make fucked up horror movies, I like to play with blood. And that's why they call me the Louisville Blood Queen. So I did not oh, give myself gave you that
0: the name. Louisville blood Queen title
1: that was actually said by one of my friends online one day when I was posting some pictures from a film I had just done and they were like Athena you're the Louisville blood Queen. and then my a bunch of my friends chimed in and were like yeah yeah you are yeah. like and then it kind of just stuck like it just kind of stuck you know and people still like refer to me as that like from time to time so it's kind of fun. I like it. It's, you know, it's a moniker I can stick with. I'd be, no. I like it, you know.
0: Yeah. Now we never get one that cool. I, I'm i sorry. I'm going to have to. My kid is screaming. Chad, James, can you take over for just one second? Chad,
2: if James, if James will unmute.
0: James, you'll go unmute. Oh, oh, yeah. So no, sorry. sorry. No, no. I've I've really James. Do this. I'll be right. Joe's oh, got to okay. go,
1: go get his crotch fruit taken care
3: of. Yeah. The So, <laughs> I, I was looking um, at some of your movies. Uh, is it time to update post-mortem America 2021? Since we're, we're a little <laughs> bit past. Do do we need a follow-up? Can we, can
1: we? Right. Well, we need to talk to Cameron Scott about that. You know, that's his. But um, it's funny because, you know, we filmed that in like 2016 or something. So, you know, that was. That was in the fucking future you know i mean oh yeah it's just like asking prince if he still wants to party like it's $19. <laughs> 1999 you know probably like,
3: at this point he would love to
1: yeah right <laughs> partying with the dead man like rest in peace
3: yeah <laughs>
2: but yeah <laughs> so i had a question because this didn't get brought up at ScareFest because we just ran out of time but how did you get associated with trauma
1: um actually uh, that was six years ago um they were in Louisville like trauma Lloyd Kaufman i had met lloyd a couple times previously and i used to help run a club here called the Louisville gore club and uh lloyd had been like one of our little like promo guest thingies or whatever so we had met several times and then they happened to be in town for like a comic con kind of thing like a comic book thing yeah and he was a guest there and um the Tromets all ended up backing out on them. And so they, somebody posted on Facebook that they were looking for a girl to stand in. And like two or three of my friends posted my name on this thread. And so <laughs> this chick Taylor reaches out to me. She's like, well, people keep telling me you're the girl to go to. So can you do this? And I was like, yeah, let me throw in something skimpy and I'll be right there. You know? And <laughs> So I jumped down there and sure enough, like we all hit it off and they loved me and they asked me to keep coming back. And now like I've been an official traumat for six years and it's just sometimes if somebody else drops the ball, like that's, that's there for me to take. And from my experience for me to have like time of my fucking life you know yeah i was gonna say yeah. you
2: missed you missed the the movie premiere that night that was an interesting that was an interesting no,
1: oh no I you were there. there you were there
2: that's right i forgot because yeah, i grabbed you, you, went, you,
1: I grabbed you, you and you went i grabbed you oh, and you went the q a i'm an idiot i'm blanking <laughs> I,
2: I am blanking stayed
1: for the whole movie and you guys you, left
2: i know yeah. i am sorry <laughs> i've god bless america my brain
1: but that's let, okay oh, let me promote real quick Hashtag Shakespeare, Shakespeare shit storm.
2: Storm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's let's back up though, because you said something,
1: <laughs> and also does to, to make
2: myself feel like an idiot. How much did up. you smoke before
1: we got on here? Oh man.
2: God. Also at not
3: enough. Also not enough.
2: I was sucking on a I was sucking on a peppermint lifesaver. I'm living the high life. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you know the doctor the doctor won't allow him to have spearmint. It, that's the one I like i know that's why you, you're sworn <laughs> off of
2: none of a bitch
1: <laughs> but, um,
2: louisville gore club what the hell was that
1: um every sunday we used to meet and do uh horror movies and we would throw like parties and just live it up every sunday it was just like a meeting place we called it you know um like the the um, clubhouse and people would come down and a bunch of our friends would hang out at this bar and we would just play horror movies and have a great time, man. Sometimes we'd get all dressed up. Like people just dress up and show up and stuff like that. And we'd have like, like horror movie trivia nights and shit like that, you know? So it was fun. It was a good time.
2: And so I'm assuming that's been defunct.
1: Well, it's (laughs) defunct as far as my involvement. I used to be the vice president and then I left the club because of, um,
2: dictatorship Some
1: that, yes that i didn't agree with and so um i bounced so it's still going on it's just i'm not i ran it for five years and so it's but it's still going on i'm just not part of it anymore so but all the luck to them. i always wish the best for everybody so
2: so know. are you are you still in like a horror movie the the like a horror movie uh environment in louisville because i'm kind of curious. Oh, Oh, absolutely. I, I was there, yeah. like said, six years and I never knew of, of course, I was like, I might as well have been a hermit who lived in my small apartment and wouldn't come out unless <laughs> because of people with torches. But I mean, <laughs> I just never heard of. Uh, so how big is the horror uh, community there in Louisville?
1: Well, it's not that big, really. Um, I mean, honestly, besides like the gore club and and like one or two other like kind of events that go on there's this awesome place called art sanctuary here and it puts on all kinds of awesome stuff I mean from like like raves to like um they hosted Linnea Quigley one night and they did like a and a thing on Linnea Quigley down there um we've had um uh Sammy Terry as a guest down there and stuff like that so there's like little things that pop up around here. I wouldn't say that it's a big community here, but there's definitely a community for it, you know, and people turn out for it. Yeah, yeah
2: for sure. Cuz I'm, you know, cuz I, I I in a lot of ways I feel like the society like the community here in louisville is Lexington. Is Lex- louisville. You're in
3: Lexington. Jeff. What are you smoking? Dude, I have no <laughs> idea.
2: Joe, you missed the whole thing. Better than mine she, apparently. I forgot yeah. she was at the the uh movie premiere and everything else i'm having Dude, a day. she helped us prop lloyd up i know and i grabbed her <laughs> i physically grabbed her when she said, said somebody somebody catch me and she goes ooh strong man
0: i've completely forgotten and then i i all don't you remember it. and then i by the way and i'd had one or two as well and i said a joke and i and later i was like oh man she's gonna think i'm a creep because i was like when she said that to you i was like get your hands off my girlfriend do you remember this at all oh
2: yeah and that's when i that's when i grabbed her yeah yeah, yeah
3: yeah
0: yeah <laughs>
2: You probably, you probably weren't. Even... Meanwhile, I
3: hold on. Let me do my bad joke. Meanwhile, I'm I'm a hundred miles away, handing out Gideon Bibles, doing the Lord's work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: you yeah, probably
3: don't
1: uh, even remember uh, the thing. No. That's
0: okay.
2: Joe, but. you missed the Louisville Gore Club.
0: Yeah, they they they're the ones who have Joe Bob last year or year before. Yeah, started. Joe Bob. Yeah, we
1: did Linay Quigley and Joe Bob and stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So I've,
3: I, had, I've got a question about your makeup work and, and yes. working in makeup and going to school for makeup because i've with seen that some of your
2: I, we have seen i have seen some of your work on facebook and it's pretty impressive
3: with Thank that you. in mind and and talking you with with it's that in mind it's called
2: research bastard
3: there's only there's a fine line between those two things gentlemen uh anyway um what is your recommendation? Because I, I say this, I'm being self-serving here. Because I have an offspring that is obsessed with theater and makeup, and and I, we got her this the the kit that comes with the head. And the first thing she did was make you know a major gash on the cheek, and was like, check this out, Dad. And I was like, yeah, great, I'm raising you well. Uh, all that being said, what are the recommendations you have? If you know of somebody right now that would be interested in that, do you recommend they pursue something like the formal? Or, or is there another way that you would recommend or both?
1: Well, both um, with a little hesitation, because and I say this because um, being that I've done practical effects for so long, um, it's going to computer aided effect for the most part. Um, you still have some practical effects, but a lot of it, most of it is like computer generated shit now. You know what I mean? So getting into practical effects now is kind of, I don't want to say late in the game because there is still like places for it and things in, in in need for it, but it's also so flooded because when there used to just be like one or two like effects company, like schools that you could go to, now there's tons of them. I mean, it's like, and there's all these like YouTube do it yourself stuff, which is awesome. I don't know about it as a, like a professional move. I would say probably that's iffy, but, um, just to have fun with absolutely like explore all the avenues, man. There's so many different like fun ways that you can like do like at home prosthetics and things like that, that you can make yourself and, and stuff, you know, and I encourage people to dive in and, and have fun with that shit, you know, like play with, play with the latex and get all messy with the blood but uh not in dad's carpet oh no i was
3: gonna say it's too i was that's the next words out of my mouth in our living room it looks like (laughs) we have sacrificed a hamster it's not a lot of blood but it's just (laughs) enough that when like people come in and they don't know us they're like and i see them do it and then i intentionally instead of actually explaining i just look away it's made for some really interesting like uh, my son had a friend over and they didn't know us it was their first time and literally it's the first thing the mother did was did that and i was like cool. All right. Thanks for dropping. I, off wish you had,
2: I wish you would have said, don't worry.
0: The reattachment <laughs> was a success and
3: yeah,
2: then walked right. away.
0: I have, um, and it's a curious question because you spent a lot Mart, of time... all questions curious isn't that well, the point of a question let me rephrase i know it's a little it's sloppy. a flipping
3: yeah. weird question is that better chad are you happy now no that, i just it suffice. may be
0: a little too personal if it is i apologize and you can feel free to tell me to go to hell but as far as modeling goes you've done a lot of modeling and how do you feel about i don't know so i meet some models who and it's weird, I, we've done this a while, and I meet some who who just have this opinion about not being seen as just a, a piece of meat or an object, right? And then some who obviously enjoy the attention. So I'm kind of curious where you fall in between in with all that. Because you have to have a certain amount, I would imagine, of self-confidence or at least don't give a fuck
1: well i do i mean yes i have self-confidence but that (laughs) has come from many years of modeling and getting better at it and feeling more confident in myself um through i started modeling when i was like 19 i think and now i'm 43 so you know that's like more that's like half my lifetime you know but at first, I was never that confident, and it showed in a lot of my pictures. Nowadays, though, as I I would say in the last, like, 10 years or so, it's become more of an empowerment thing, where okay. it makes me feel more empowered. Um, it makes me feel better about myself. Not because I'm looking at myself in, like, this, like, oh, look at me, I'm pretty way, but that it's artistic for me a lot of it's very artistic and to me art is empowering and so like being part of art is empowering and so to me the human body no matter what you look like is is art so I mean you can look back all the way like Michelangelo and all that shit every form every body is different and it's all a form of art and I think with a lot of the way culture has been it has taken away and derived from the art of like nude photography and stuff where I love doing the nude photography because a, it's freeing for me. Like I came into this world naked. I want to be buried naked. I want to go out naked. You know what I mean? I'm not ashamed to be naked and I'm not ashamed of like the vessel that carries my beautiful soul. So, and in pictures, the kind of pictures and stuff I like to do, I feel like it's more part of like my soul and a part of my energy coming out because I am giving, I don't want to, I don't want to sound cliche, but I'm giving it my yeah. all. Yeah. I'm like literally putting it all out there to the universe. And because I'm also a witch, I don't believe in like being binded down by clothes and things like that spiritually anyway. So if you understand what I'm saying, what I'm getting at is like a lot of times when I do these photo shoots, they're spiritual. They make uh-huh. me feel spiritual. Yeah. That makes we-
0: Absolutely, and I, and like I said, I hope that the question didn't come off as, as pervy or anything, but I was just curious it about... It did.
1: <laughs> no, trust me, I've had way pervier questions than that. I, oh, I, I well, I have, I have, I have a ton more, bad. but... It I would...
0: wouldn't have
2: been so pervy, Joe, if you didn't have Niagara Falls coming out of your mouth and down your chin onto the top. Oh,
0: well, it wouldn't have been so pervy if I hadn't got up and showed my penis, but besides <laughs> point... Now... Wh...
1: I wasn't paying attention. It's... That's
0: okay, it's, it's easy yeah. to miss. So... Just, i gave everybody a pause so they could laugh i gave everybody a pause listen athena nothing grows in the shade now back to what i was saying back to what i was saying i just yeah. it's just curious to me because i have met folks who do a lot of new modeling and then they will sit here and bitch to me about some of the way and i get it i get it and especially what you're talking about as far as the art as far as as far as the art form but there's, um, you know, guys and and men can be creepy. There are, oh, by the way, there are some women creepers out there. I've got one myself. It's a, it's a little off-putting.
3: Absolutely. Uh,
0: and the other two boneheads will defend me on this one little point.
3: Uh, no, it's... It, 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 oh, it's, shut it's... up,
0: Chad. You know exactly what I'm talking about. He's just being silent because he wants to make my life harder.
3: <laughs> no, it, no it, it is disturbing. It is slightly
0: just... disturbing. But how do you deal with that?
1: well i usually take those things i don't want to say with a grain of salt i understand that it's going to come that doing these kind of photo shoots and things that there's going to come the perverts and like you know the 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 words and things that i don't necessarily want to fucking hear but at the same time i usually rebuttal with something ridiculously funny or, you know, like what? I, I try to always like bounce things back. So if things become really intense, I try to always soften things. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, like if they're like, if they, well, hold on. I'm trying to think of a good example here,
0: please. If you don't yeah, mind. I right. would love to
2: hear an example. Yeah. I, I want, want to hear like an example. Down well, there
1: was a guy who sent me like a DM message once about one of my photo shoots where it was like, Uh, The one photographer, Larry, he does this awesome stuff with like a rain, like a rain thing. Right. And some of these shoots are really cool. And he's and the guys complaining about the nipples, how the nipples don't show like in the picture. And he was like, oh, you would have more fans if like you showed your nipples and stuff like that, you know. And I was like, man, I was like, when you have a flesh eating disease, like nipple rot, I don't think you want to show that to the world. (laughs) (laughs) Like, those are my kind of rebuttals, you know, just like
0: nipple rot.
1: Yeah, those are my kind of rebuttals to people and then they usually leave me alone.
0: I have an areola hole. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I have nipple rot. I don't think everybody wants to see. It. So that's just an I example. Would have paid, the way.
0: I would have paid you a
2: million dollars and go here. Let me show you. And you just send him a piece of molded uh, uh, prime rib.
1: <laughs> oh, I think it would have probably been like a pepperoni that was on a pizza that I ate like five weeks ago. Oh, you that's know? even better. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm
3: just curious. The problem is, what if that turned out to be what he was really into? That's the scary part. Is well, then everybody so won, it.
0: James. He got well, it, so. she was able to make I it. I guess dark. so. Yeah. yeah.
1: So then my fan base just keeps growing. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, so, this, hey, there's a niche crowd. There's a niche crowd for everything. Uh, yeah, good. I was gonna say
1: there's, what? Uh,
3: so uh, talking about performing and and doing different forms of art, I also wanted to ask you because you also do work as a clown. Yes, And and so what is, and I think there is definitely an art to that and a persona. Can you talk about how you develop the persona? Are you that saying you it's for your art, clown? the clown? No, that's a different thing. Oh, yeah. well,
1: I need a swig. And then, yes, I will tell you all about Duke, the Germantown clown.
0: Duke,
2: <laughs> Duke, Duke, Duke of Earl,
0: Earl, Earl. Then I'm going to tell you about my distaste of clowns, but keep going.
1: A lot of people have a distaste for clowns. I'm so, not afraid okay. of
0: them. I, I, I like doing the clown. I have a specific. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: So about 10 years ago, um, I started working with the Blue Moon Circus. They were just this small little circus of like eight people here in Louisville. And they were just doing like sideshow stuff and like, you know, like sword swallowing and the na- bed, bed of nails and all that kind of stuff, right? So I started off just doing like little sideshow tricks and things like that. And then one of the clowns, Mr. Tickles decided (laughs) that he was going to retire. I'm sorry, Mr. Tickles, Mr.
2: Tickles. Tickles.
1: Yes. So he decided he was going to retire. And so they had a spot for a clown. And so I kind of became his understudy and, um, After a little while, I decided I didn't want to be another Mr. Tickles, and I became a rodeo-style clown, and I was Lady Necrotatas, which translates (laughs) to Lady Dead Boots. So, I was Lady Dead Boots clown (laughs) for a little while, and I had like some fun tricks I did with some rope and shit like that during our shows. Um, And then, one day, and I'm not kidding you, this is for real, you can ask my other clowns. Um, So wait i have to interject there because between the time of blue moon circus yeah. my friends and i started just a clown thing called the kalashnikov clowns and we're a ukrainian clown troop because so i met this other ukrainian woman who's a clown yeah so we teamed up and it was how me her and her husband. how
2: does this happen
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is the day in the life of athena man let me tell you yeah, yeah. so um so let's interject that in there so um As I'm doing the Lady Nook Tata's thing and we're doing the Kleshikov clowns thing, I'm on the shitter one day taking a hell of a dump. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. I have this like epiphany. And so you guys all know Hunter S. Thompson, he's from Louisville. I was
3: going to say, I I was looking at the image and I'm like, that's Hunter S. Thompson clown base, right? That is what that is. Good. I'm not crazy.
1: So he's, you know, Hunter S. Thompson's from Louisville and he's from Germantown. And so, you know, in Fear and Loathing, they, he, they call him Raul Duke. Mm-hmm. So I'm Duke, the Germantown clown. So I am based off of Hunter S. Thompson, and I am a male clown. So I cross-dress as a male clown. And then I'm extremely raunchy. I steal women's underwear and sniff them on stage. I do loads and loads of fake cocaine. I have a suitcase full of drugs that I take on stage and I like use doing my, during my performances with the other clowns. I'm constantly using the ether and stuff like that. Um, I I am super not right. Let's just say I'm an R-rated type of clown. Yeah. Um, super dirty, super raunchy. Um, and the whole time I'm talking like this, motherfucker. You know, and everybody's just like, a, get in my motherfucker, way. <laughs> And shit, you know, like that was a little bit of Duke for you. But um, when I get into persona, it's crazy. It's over the top. It's kind of a mix of like of uh, Johnny Depp, you know, and Fear and Loathing. A little bit of Bill Murray from Where the Buffalo Roam. A little bit of Hunter S. Thompson himself. And then you mix a little of my personality in there. So he's he's huge and he's loud and he's abrasive and he cusses a lot and he's constantly doing all the things you're not supposed to do, and he's breaking all the rules of being a clown on purpose. So he's a lot of fun. And I do these fun skits um, with these other clowns when we perform and stuff. And uh, sometimes we do like little gigs on the side stuff, but mainly we perform in like comedy clubs and bars and and stuff like that. So, yeah, you, it's a uh, lot. Is, I could go on and on about it. No, yeah. I'm not. I, I wanted to bring
3: up it up because all I could think is that we finally found it let's sponsor this in a children's hospital let's just see how it goes let's just see what (laughs) happens
1: (laughs) hey kids
3: come on let's let's enjoy a clown show this will be great no i i I saw the image of you uh as duke and i was like there's got to be a great story and i assumed it was hunter s thompson because it looks so it's by the way phenomenal makeup everything else but it is just i was like oh this is going to be a great story this is going to be and and I, i i find that uh phenomenal that you you really have uh done all this different stuff so from the makeup artist from writing into clowning i mean you hear people are uh people of many talents but very rarely i don't think we've ever talked to somebody like well i've written
0: i've directed (laughs) i've modeled oh and i'm a clown we've had an academy we've had academy award winners on the show yeah but we've never had (laughs) i'm the you're our first fucking clown
1: yeah well, I mean I am an actress too, but no Academy Awards here, but whatever. You no, know? it wasn't really
0: yeah. me dropping, it was just just giving you a little bit of a compliment. We actually Yeah, I was gonna say oh, it, thank it, you.
1: I appreciate that. I'm your first clown, you know. Your and, first
0: clown and, and I'm not
1: and I'm not terrifying Joe right now. So you no.
0: know No. So here's the thing with clowns. I'll get do you wanna know?
1: Well, I've heard this from many people. Uh, so we do these clown pub crawls, right? To like support our upcoming shows. Yeah. And so we'll get all of our clown gear out and we'll go on a random day, a random night on a Friday in Bardstown Road in the Highlands Ugh, and just parade up and down the street to the bars. Yeah. And people will either come up to us and ask us what the fuck we're doing, or they will beeline and run away from us as soon as we enter the bar. So we've literally made newspapers and headlines because they're like, clowns invade Bardstown Road and but, shit but like that. You know? There
3: was that weird case a few years ago, and it wasn't in Louisville, but where, uh, where was it, North Carolina or something, where there would just be a random clown that would come out of the woods occasionally and everybody's like, what's that about? And nobody yeah. ever decided what it was about. That probably didn't help matters any.
1: No, it didn't, because it actually, that was a negative thing, and we, we're we fun, you know, we're fun, and we're adult-based. Every, everybody's over 21 at our shows, and, like, you know, we're supposed to be very entertaining, you know, we're definitely not your typical kind of clowns, like, at all. So, and there's Bubblicious, and she's, like, the clown that's, like, like out of it all the time, and then there's Simha, who's, like, the hobo clown, and then there's our, like, announcer guy who does, like, all the announcements and things like that. Like, he's, like, our commentator kind of thing during the shows. And his name is Gali. And then um, we have Katia the Clown, who's, like, the clean freak and the neat freak and, like, just all frustrated all the time and shit like that. And then there's me, Duke, who's, like, the bane of everybody's existence in the Clown Troop. So, That's awesome. I,
0: I am really, yeah. I'm was sitting there listening to you thinking that Chad and I had several good, good times on Bardstown, but it's been, been more than a decade since I had, oh,
2: I was trying to think of a bar that I, I, there, there was a bar that I frequent, uh, that I would go to with friends from the Louisville and I can't remember the name of it, but all I remember is there was a guy who, who every night showed up in a kilt. And the reason he showed up in a kilt was so, so if somebody asked him, dude, why are you wearing a kilt? He would beat their ass. That was the only reason he wore the kilt.
1: Was that cahoots?
2: <gasps> oh my God. Yes.
1: Yeah, I know that guy. The <laughs> weird part is,
3: by the way, Chad went every day. That's to one, one of her, her exes. wearing a kilt no
0: (laughs) one of her exes that she didn't want to talk about how dare you chad Bring up one of her exes like when we told her we wouldn't i I, I specifically remember that
2: i was sitting at a booth with some friends of mine and he walked in and he's he's a very tall very you know menacing figure and he's wearing a kilt and i said why the hell is that dude wearing a kilt and my friend whispered to me goes dude shut up yeah i I
1: know who that guy is he actually doesn't live here anymore but yeah oh, he i know what you're talking about that's because
0: that's because you guys <laughs> broke up and you got louisville and he didn't
1: yeah yeah oh yeah that's yeah that's it it's not because his body's buried in mine never mind <laughs> yeah.
0: that's a good story too <laughs> oh
1: i'm full of them eh.
0: so back to good stories you're a fan you're a nerd
1: yeah absolutely well the
0: reason i'm saying is look behind you look behind me if Chad was yeah. in his room, you could see that and Chad no, yeah, James, you, you can't see it. There's
2: like all kinds of stuff behind me in this dark room. And then James is in his office, but we're
0: we're geeks, we're nerds. Yeah, and we're
2: in ge- your original in your original, you moved positions, but in your original position, there are like right there in the center. I, I don't know if James is all it was like two face mask of vincent price in a frame
1: oh actually that is those are latex pourings of his death mask and his mask from house on haunted hill
2: that's amazing
3: by the way vincent price is my favorite everything it doesn't matter what the category is i literally like i could care less about any other scooby-doo 13 ghosts is where it's at i don't (laughs) care all of that it is it's he's my favorite everything it's easy
2: he's just sucking up
3: to you he hates vincent price no with a passion. You, i will kill you he wants Dad. to be the next ex-billed
0: guy <laughs> vincent but, price and
1: clint eastwood are my two like oh clint
0: i wouldn't have guessed clint yeah. would oh no I'm a, i am
1: i love westerns as much as i love horror movies we
0: love westerns too actually yeah. oh, yeah, and
1: i and i love clint eastwood everything i literally own all 34 movies he's ever made
0: yeah that's, that's that's fascinating because that's something we actually don't get to. We've only ever had a couple of guests where we actually get to Courtney Joyner. See, right, Courtney guys? Joyner had great stories of Westerns. Westerns and stuff. he, was a, and a he screenwriter does all the and commentary.
3: Uh, and he does tons of commentaries on old Westerns that they've restored. Yeah, you should check yeah. us out
0: sometime and listen to some of <laughs> them. Anyway, well, yeah. we don't get to talk about Westerns. So what's your favorite western?
1: Oh man, that is a really tough question. I don't. I never care for the like your favorite questions because that's so like. Well, we we, like, we ask it and we two or
0: three.
3: I'd say we ask it, yeah. but we always hate it too, right? Because that's like "What's your favorite anything. movie?" So we agree with you. Well, give us a couple that you would recommend to other people. If if, if somebody said they'd never seen a western before and asked you to recommend a few, what would you recommend?
1: Well, Hang 'em High is one of my all time favorites. Um. And not just because of Clint Eastwood, just because that's an un- incredible movie. Hang 'em High and Unforgiven are my two favorite Clint Eastwood westerns.
0: Yeah, I love Unforgiven um, too.
1: Oh my God. Well, you know, he directed that one and produced it too. And yeah. oh my God, that shootout scene in the fucking saloon is just insane. Yeah. Um, so of Clint Eastwood, those are my two favorite Clint Eastwood westerns. Of the newer westerns, Bone Tomahawk.
0: Yeah, I like Bone Tomahawk. Oh my God. Tomahawk
1: that shit when they turn dude upside down and split him down the middle and everything i mean it's just so brutal for a western it's more like a horror movie uh, it's well, like
0: that guy all those guys so
1: brutal Yeah, huh?
0: the guy that made that he also made uh brawl on cell block 99 or whatever it's called and that's yeah. also extremely brutal and drag across yeah. concrete, concrete which is also extremely brutal
1: Right, absolutely. So that yeah, that's his MO. But yes. you know, yeah, I love Bone Tomahawk, man. You know, um it's it's so hard. I gotta there's so many good ones. Um oh well uh hmm.
0: Mm. That's okay. You can think about it. Yeah. Before.
1: Well, there's a couple right there. There's just so there's just so many. It's hard to say because I also love Sam Elliott and you know, um, fucking uh, Lee Van Cleef and yeah. a lot of those movies, the movies Lee Van Cleef did and stuff, you know, and I don't know, like, that's why it's just so hard.
0: <laughs> no, it absolutely is. So I have but another question. True for
1: Grit. True, True Grit with John Wayne is one of my favorites. Mm, yep. The original True Grit. I like the remake a lot too, actually. I yeah, with Kurt Russell. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Alright, so before <laughs> I'm I'm looking at that wall, and I'm just curious. Back to the whole fan thing. Who's been your big? So I'm assuming, like us, you don't usually get too. Uh, what's the word? Starstruck. starstruck. Yeah, you probably don't get too starstruck. But is there somebody on that wall that's like?
1: <laughs> well, you can't see it, but my whole room is covered in in autographs and stuff. You know, so is that, that, that nerd in me, right? Like, yeah, you, right. The basement. Um, I don't, fan. you're right, I don't really fangirl out very easily, um, but I have to say, the one time I really kind of flipped my lid um, when I, was when I met Sean Whalen um, from uh, People Under the Stairs, Yeah. because People Under the Stairs is one of my all-time favorite movies, like, hands down, one of my all-time favorite horror flicks, and I, I, I admit, I was a little buzzed. I had eaten, like, a little special chocolate chip cookie, and you I had a couple shots of bourbon.
2: Ooh, and it had they, macadamia nuts in
1: it? Oh, yeah, it did, that's, that's what it was, Jen. <laughs> It was quite good, um, but I was feeling quite fancy, and I ran up to Sean Whalen, and I was like, it's motherfucking Roach, it's fucking Roach, man, you guys see this, it's a fucking Roach, you know, and I kind of had, like, a fangirl moment with him, which I, like, never do with anybody. And he received it so well that, like, I got tons of pictures where he went and ended up going bowling with me. We did karaoke that night. Like, we ended up in a VIP room for Bill Mosley's birthday with Sid Haig and a bunch of them, like, and me and Sean Whalen and, like, these recliners passing a bottle of Jack Daniels back and forth with Bill Mosley and shit, like, so... That was pretty awesome. So after I fangirled out on him, like he totally like took it and like we went and partied the whole rest of the night. <laughs> He's so. great with fans.
0: I saw him yeah. doing like the, doing a whole disco break dancing thing in the middle of Scarefest at the VIP party one year. I don't like, know. Yeah,
1: was... I bet. I don't doubt it. He was so much fun. We laughed so fucking hard. We yeah. had a great time. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Macadamia nuts, man. They release all your inhibition. That's why like, <laughs> That's why at Christmas, the, mix, the mixed nuts, I have to be yeah. careful. Next thing you know, I'm banging Joe's cat. Oh
3: never never recovered. Never recovered.
0: (laughs) The cat was actually okay with it. Chad. Chad Chad never Chad Chad never recovered. I mean,
3: Joe had to take the cat to get a flea dip, but that's unrelated. Yeah. yeah. Well that's related, but (laughs) right.
1: So
0: And so instead
1: of crabs, you got fleas. I get you Oh, what
0: did you call my kid earlier? A crotch what?
1: Crotch fruit. Crotch fruit? Yeah. (laughs) But Joe had to go take care Uh, of his crotch fruit.
3: I'll be honest, harvesting them is the hardest part. Yes, 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 yes. Planting them easier than not most of the time. But harvesting harvesting is is
0: Oh no, she switched to what are you what are you drinking now?
1: It's Old Forester. I drank the rest of that. So this is the Old Forester 1870, which is their original formula, their original batch.
0: Yeah, that looks good. I don't think I've ever actually had that one. I haven't. It's
1: quite delicious. It was donated to me by my buddy who I do um, the metal album reviews for on his podcast.
0: Cool. All right. So we've had you on here about an hour. Let's start talking about projects that you've got. Excuse me. I've got the hiccups. Projects that you got coming up. I'll drink something to make it better. What do you got coming up? Tell us about it.
1: Well, um, I've got four movies in the works um, that I'm not really liberated to talk too much about. You can the tell killing us. Nobody which, listens. I, the Killing Game, which I mentioned earlier, which I'm doing with um, Pitfire Films uh, with Lloyd Kaufman
0: yeah, and
1: Bob East and Chuck Terrell, uh, who did Holy Shit Man and Pitfire, and Pitfire of Hell. And then I've got a couple other ones that, like I said, I'm not really liberty to talk about. But my big thing right now is I'm working on doing, like, a heavy metal throwback to, like, Headbangers Ball. So it's videos and shit like that, but it's... So it's, like, Headbangers Ball, like, amped up, like, a lot. Like, imagine, like, Jackass and Beavis and Butthead and Wayne's World and Saturday Night Live and everything like crammed into headbangers balls. So it's like metal and horror movie stuff and like skits and fake commercials and things like that, you know, and it's just a whole lot of fucking fun and it all revolves around metal and it's called thrashers and destroyers. And it's all of it like short videos of things. Um, Like I actually just finished a couple of scripts today for it. We're shooting on this Sunday. I'm shooting three fake commercials for it uh, come this Sunday and stuff. And, and whatnot, so that's going to be a lot of fun. That's my main project right now, besides like the films and stuff I'm working on. I'm I'm working on my own thing, doing this video project, which is going to be like a bi-monthly thing, and it'll be about forty-five minutes long. So, how are you going? To, what's the
0: Is it what? How are you going to distribute that? Is it going to be on YouTube? What's going to be on Twitter? Well, yeah, mean-
1: we're going to do YouTube and stuff. Uh, there's going to be a couple of different platforms: Facebook, YouTube. Um we're not quite we're I'm having a website worked on right now, but it's fucking slow going. Yeah. So um when that is finally finished, I will actually have a website for Thrashers and Destroyers and it will host all all the videos and all the content and everything will primarily be between Facebook and YouTube and the website. So for right now, I'm just going to do Facebook and YouTube, I think, just to start getting things rolling with it since it is kind of brand new. Get the name out there a little bit more and then build it up.
0: I think that that bonehead goes right along with that title. I think we should have a special guest appearance on this show. We're only an hour away from her, gentlemen.
1: Well, Well, you know, we
0: would take her for a burger in Indy.
1: Well, that can see and right there. I'm doing a segment called road warriors based off of Mad Max and it's about metal on the road. So it could be about metal shows going to metal shows and things like that, but we could do metal hamburgers. So we could totally make that into a road trip for road warriors where the four of us go and get metal hamburgers. And since you guys aren't really big metal heads, it'd be interesting because of the reactions I would get from you guys. Like, say, let me play some metal in the car on the way. and But I... we, could call that, we could call that a skit. We could call that an episode. Actually, know, you,
3: I, I, I had an idea. Why don't we also just go to a, a retirement home, a nursing home, if you will, and and see if there's anybody and introduce the elderly? to Because I honestly think a lot of them would enjoy it. I, I, well, I have a couple...
1: It depends yeah. on the metal you're talking about.
3: That's like, true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but I, honestly, it would be fun to introduce I always say in my mind I was saying about Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like one of the things I love about going to Rocky Horror when they're doing the stage show and everything is taking somebody for their first time. Like get and watching somebody else experience that chaos for the first time. And and either they enjoy it, and most do, or they go, mm, maybe less so.
1: That's an interesting idea to actually add to my show is like having that kind of experience, like first time listeners kind of thing. Like, yeah. I, That's
3: I think an interesting re- concept
1: to think I about. Think, yeah.
3: I think the reaction video, you know, because I think about that, like the uh, became it caught viral for like the, uh, uh, the people that heard Billy Joel for the first time, and they were like, this isn't actually that bad. I'd never actually listened to Billy Joel before. And, you know, they were they were people that normally listen to rap. And they were like, oh, this is, you know, he actually has some points. And I was like, that's a fascinating thing to watch somebody experience the type of music for the first time. And I watched that video. And I was like, yeah, this would be really cool. Like, I would be, what would people think about the Ramones if they'd never heard it? Let's say, let's bring in Pet Cemetery and see how they what they think. But anyway, so yeah, I love yeah. It.
1: no, it's a great idea. I think I might steal that idea from my show, actually. That's
0: okay. <laughs> we're full of shit and great ideas, and we're more than happy to do this burger run thing because I think it would be hilarious for you. Also, I like burgers. <laughs> also, I like the idea of one of us leaving one of our car seats in it that you could clearly see <laughs> the, shot the whole time of these old fuckers. <laughs>
1: would well, be hilarious <laughs> if you put me between the car seat and I just complain all the time about the crotch fruit.
0: The crotch fruit <laughs> that's fine. I mean, actually, we're not actually going to bring the kids. Just The best the part, though, no, would no, actually be. no, I'd be
1: complaining because maybe I'm half sitting in it. Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, absolutely.
3: <laughs> the best if part we... actually would actually be halfway through it when I go, wait, where's the kid? That yes, would be, yes. or
0: or you you've got you you're all splayed in the back eating some Teddy Grahams. And, where the fuck are the Frank that snacks? I'm, I'm you did say you meant to say seat. Teddy
2: grams, right?
0: Teddy grams, yes. You and that's Graham a specific crackers. Graham cracker.
2: Yeah, but that's not what you said.
0: What did I say? Teddy, Teddy Graham. I did not. You just heard Teddy. You,
1: you, <laughs> I was thinking about pulling Graham crackers out of car seats. I don't, <laughs>
0: That'll work too. You're metal. You don't care. You're there for the funk,
1: (laughs) man. I'm there for the fun and that's part of funk. So yeah, I guess. Yeah.
0: yeah, Right. Right. So we've got that coming up. We've got the, and do you want to talk about the exclusive? Did you just make it? Oh, you know what? I completely forgot to ask you. I introduced you as our first Tromet and that is true, but how did that happen i forgot completely i was going to ask we've, that we've already went over that
3: you you when you were attending your Straight crotch up? remnants bitch that was yeah you'll be joe you'll have to watch this show sometime you might like listening was and that, watching us
1: was that before but that was that before you guys forgot to hit record
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know funny enough <laughs> did they tell you a story that we so we do a segment for a show in in australia and they, we just had them on the show the other day and we've been on their show as well, but we do a weekly segment for them. And he does really, he's a little heftier than us. And he deals with a lot of agents and publicists and his his, his guests are pretty good. He doesn't have a Tromant, but his guests are pretty good. And you would be shocked how many times he's forgot to push record. We were talking about it in our show last week, if you listened to it. And I was like, you son of a bitch, <laughs> Lynn, really? You're a professional. <laughs>
1: it's okay i just had to bust your balls just a little bit about that no
0: it doesn't bother us i mean we've made a lot of mistakes (laughs) but i don't think we've ever forgot to push record
1: that's pretty funny well there's a first time for everything that's all right but yes i'm i'm a tromet six years now um long story short you know i just i got kind of roped into the job uh because somebody else bailed so what's your most go ahead I was saying and, and now here we are and I'm working with Lloyd and it's amazing. So what's your yeah, what's the
0: fucked up Lloyd Kaufman story? What's the most uh, fucked up thing you saw him do?
1: Oh my God. Um actually Friday night at Scarefest, um, we went for the movie premiere. Yeah. And then like before the introduction, um we are standing at the bar and we're ordering drinks and a momentous moment where lloyd kaufman handed me his american express gold card and i'm just standing there looking at it and i swear it's like from a movie it's like glowing and i'm just like oh you know like oh my god it's like the holy grail in my fucking hand it's lloyd kaufman's fucking credit card and he's like go get us some bourbon and i'm like yeah and so next thing i know taylor comes over and she's like hey lloyd's had a little bit to drink make sure you watch out for him and i'm like all right so i turn around and sure enough he's like surrounded by all these people and everything and he could barely stand up right like he's he's kind of struggling and this is before like the q a right Well,
0: hold on real quick but, i don't interrupt you but how so he doesn't usually get that drunk
1: apparently not i think he was tying one on pretty hard that night
0: wow yeah because so. we ended up hitting really quick to fill in a gap here we did the q a and real quick a friend of ours who owns it who owns lexton comic-con and I was trying to bust my balls, and then I made it worse on Chad because Chad's the one with the anxiety, saying, you know, if Lloyd, if you don't have your shit together, Lloyd will attack and go after people who don't know stuff. And by the way, it is true. You can look it up. It has happened. But oh, yeah, no, and you were there. Quantified. He yeah. loved Chad. You looked over at me in the middle of it going, he's moved closer to your friends. Do you remember doing this? No. You did. And by the way, it was true, he did move closer to Chad. He loved Chad. And so yeah. at the end of it, he asked us to come introduce the movie that night. We that was never the plan.
1: Yeah. I'll go back
0: with your story. Sorry.
1: That's awesome. See, I didn't know that part. That's about cool. him asking
0: us about doing the movie? Yeah. Oh fuck no. We've never met boys before that. that. No. And then
1: when we I were thought kidding. that was a planned thing.
0: No. Oh god, no. He <clears> pulled <throat> us aside and said, Will you come over and introduce the movie?
1: that's awesome that's yeah. so cool yeah yeah.
2: So yeah it made my night i mean i just yeah i, like I said i've been a fan of, of lloyd and trauma for years so it was it was definitely something i never yeah. thought would ever happen
0: so that was never <laughs> intended to happen so when we showed up over there later we had been drinking and had dinner too please continue with your story and lloyd being drunk
1: yeah so no embarrassment to lloyd of course because oh my gosh i love him to death he's awesome but uh, he was, he was tipsy and he was like, you know, really enjoying himself. And so, you know, Taylor's like, Hey, cause me and Lloyd were hanging out at the bar and it was just kind of the two of us. And then she's like, watch out for him. And so I'm watching out for him. And at one point, like he turns around and he runs into me and he was like, Athena. And he goes again, I love you, Lloyd. I love you. He goes, Athena, don't we have a movie playing tonight? <laughs> So he probably didn't even remember and that
0: he asked us to introduce
1: no, him., <laughs> no, I don't think he remembered that the movie was playing at first. And then I was like, yeah, Lloyd. I was like, it starts in like five minutes or something. Like we, we're going to have to go soon. And he's like, okay, okay. You just make sure you let me know. And I said, no, actually, come on, let's, let's go now. Let's go. And that's when you saw me and him walking over. You guys were talking to like Antonio or something, I think over there. And he saw me walking up arm-in-arm arm with Lloyd, and that was because, A, he couldn't really walk straight, and uh, B, I thought I was going to lose him in the mob of people that were trying to love on Lloyd. Well, I, was, that bar was yeah, cool. I was
2: watching him in there, and he was darting back and
3: forth. I'm like,
1: how, how old is he? That's that's what I was going to say. He's just, in his 70s.
3: I know, he's like and, 76, and you, I think. You, you've worked with him in different settings. Does he have, like, is he ever just, I'm going to be low-key today. I'll just be low-key. It'll be because he does if so he never seems that way he seems on he's always uncle lloyd whatever that is he's always going every time i like i would just look down at his signing booth and he'd be bouncing around and Be like, how how i'm tired now oh
1: yeah no he's he loves his i can tell you this straight up lloyd loves his fans he loves talking to them That's why he signs autographs for free. He does pictures for free. He will stand there and talk to you for 20 minutes if somebody doesn't drag him away. Like, that man will dedicate his time and his efforts to every single human being who shows him time of day. So that's what makes him so incredible, though. He will literally talk to every single fan like until like he's blue in the face and even then you have to pull him away because he's got a line that is surpassing Kane Hodder's you know yeah. and I'm like I'm like Lloyd you know and as a traumat Matt you got to be like okay Uncle Lloyd moving on come on next next one like you know gotta shuffle him through and and keep him moving along because he will just talk and talk and talk and he's wonderful that way but he loses track because he's so wrapped up in everybody else, he gets so engrossed in other people that he kind of loses himself. You know what I mean? But I think that's endearing of him. Yeah, like well, yeah. And it reminds
3: me a little bit, oddly enough, that we talked about Vincent Price. Everything, and I never got to meet Vincent in person, but every story, I, he never charged for autographs. He never did. You could mail him an index card. He'd sign it and send it back to you. But he also, like uh in his in Victoria Price's book, she talks about her father was just interested in stuff. And he would talk to anybody that would be interested in that. And so it's almost like this odd horror lineage that seems to pass on through. And so so Lloyd keeps that going and we're thankful for that.
1: Absolutely. Uncle Lloyd's one of the best people I know. I mean, I'm I'm not just saying that. Like he's literally one of the best people I know and i'm really happy to be in his graces and to like be part of his life like it's really fucking phenomenal yeah
0: yeah we were just sitting there. i think i might have been talking to jess i didn't even know she did a costume change i think in between the whatever it was so she looked completely different And i made some <laughs> joke about her about her jacket and, and that i don't think she laughed at me or thought it was funny at all but anyway <laughs> at the end of it he's like let's stay and watch the movie do you remember this were you yeah. there? You, and, and then he, he didn't even make it through the shorts. He's let's go.
1: I know everybody didn't left but me. Like, I mean, besides the crowd that was there, like all you guys, Lloyd, Jessa, every Antonio, all you guys left. But I sat there and I met this gentleman who I'd met earlier in the day. who had come to our booth and he and I sat there and split a bottle of wine and, um, I had a little special pen on me that I was puffing on, you know, and we're sharing that and we're sharing the wine and we are laughing our asses off. Well, because now- hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm is fucking hilarious. I mean, we are dying laughing, man, the whole time. And I'm sitting there going, I can't believe all those jackasses left. Like
0: Well, hold on and- now. I did not know there'd be a special pen and a bottle of wine. Of course, none of those guys offered to do that for me either. So there. Well,
1: you go. see, I didn't, I didn't know either. I had the special pen. He had the bottle of wine. I just happened to sit down next to dude. So
0: there you go there. Yeah. You go. and then it's there all
1: meet people and, then, and like you know, well, yeah. And there <laughs> was,
0: then there was a love connection. Do,
1: do no. we know?
3: Do we know uh, when? Uh, uh, hashtag shakespeare shit storm oh, is that going to be available on dvd home video what have you soon because actually i'd love to see it i'm just old
1: yeah, yeah it was 12 30 I mean, literally high. it just premiered it literally just premiered a couple weeks ago so it is brand new but i know it's it's on trauma now mm-hmm. right now and actually hold on let me plug this trauma now, now. now. <laughs> that's right trauma now so you can find it on there right now or you can wait and it comes out on DVD and everything shortly. So, probably and, and the next speaking couple
3: of Speaking of Troma Now, and if you watch our, our episode that we did from where we interviewed Lloyd, you know this already, but Troma Now is is it 4.99 a month? It's $4.99 Four a month. month.
1: Yeah. First month is free, so then we get you like fucking addicted to it and then it's just 4.99 a month after that. It's cheaper than Netflix and has better movies than Netflix
3: does. I was gonna say, and it has. I mean, literally four ninety nine a month. It, quite frankly, if you watch one movie on it a month, it's still cheaper than going to the theater. And you're watching trauma, and you're supporting independent film. So
1: that's right, because it's also independent filmmakers. It's not just trauma movies. It's um, all kinds of independent filmmakers. And I'm pretty sure, can't hint, hint, that Lloyd and I talked about a few of my films are going to be on there shortly. So which thought, we, we, go ahead.
3: I, I I just wanted to say. We told Uncle Lloyd we'd bring up Troma now. I wanted to, A, honor, but B, I also want to support these independent films because I I enjoy a blockbuster as much as anybody else, but we need every voice out there. We need original stuff out there. We need. There's always room for more because it means something to somebody. Keep putting that stuff out. That's my soapbox moment. Oh, go ahead.
0: Okay, so I want to plug the shit out of you, which sounds weird. But what I want to say is if somebody wants to buy your content, if they want to buy some of uh, some of the magazines you've been in, if they want to buy some of your art, if they want to watch some of your movies, where can they go to find out everything about my friend Scarecrow Athena?
1: Well, I'm horrible at doing PR for myself. I'm yes, I'm like, trying
0: to build you up. Also, like, your yeah. Twitter account is just lame.
1: Well, I don't have a Twitter account. That's why.
0: Yeah, yeah you do. There's- yeah but
1: i don't use it at all <laughs> at all i created that because of my old job and never fucking gave a shit about it so no i don't actually have a twitter account that's fucking stupid i'm on instagram and i'm on facebook primarily um i'm not great at social media i'm really not good at pr stuff for, when it comes to me i love promoting everybody else and things that they do i forget about P- like doing pr shit for myself but just reach out to me man just like find me on facebook and shit and like just reach out to me i want to talk to people if you have something you want to like if you're interested in like filming or modeling or in- clowning or my metal reviews or any of the things i do like you know just hit me up via facebook and shit you know like that's literally the the way i do everything nowadays it what? keeps the creeper it keeps the creepers at bay and i don't have to give out like really personal information And, man, maybe if I had, like, a personal assistant, I could keep up with all the fucking things. But my life is busy, man. I have a fucking regular job and shit, too. And, like, I mean, I don't know. Who's got time for all that shit? Not me. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I want to know what what your
0: regular job is, but I'm not going to ask on here. Hold on, Jake. Where can they find you at on Instagram? What's your Instagram handle?
1: It's Athena Metal. A-T-H-E-N-A-M-E-T-A-L. Athena Metal.
3: There you are. And, and what is the? Uh, you said that your reviews are on a podcast. What's the name of that podcast?
1: It's called Metal Forge Radio, and I do metal album reviews on there called the Metal Misfit Metal Misfit Review.
3: They will and get they- you. We'll promote you one way or another. I will link you to as many things as I can. Yes,
1: and I'm also part of the Outcast Metal Zine, which is an online metal magazine, and I write metal uh, reviews for him as well so yeah all my right. wife's too busy to keep up with all my own shit i don't know
0: <laughs> no no it sounds great
1: yeah well it's been uh, yeah, any, it's
3: any real Miller. quick any clown things coming up any clown events you want to promote in louisville or around that area
1: no actually the clowns are taking a little bit of a break because one of the clowns kids in school and so uh-huh. there's all this stuff going on and so we're we haven't rehearsed in like about a month now, and that's because of the kid. I'm going to blame it on the crotch fruit again. Uh, but yeah, Listen, so
3: the they head, take a lot out of you. They take the, a lot out of you. That's
0: the reason why I the
1: boneheads
0: weren't vaping and drinking wine is because it was 12:30, and we all have children. Yes,
1: right. See, I do not, so I will do all the drinking and vaping for you. So you
3: yeah. let us live vicariously <laughs> through you. Do it all and report back. We will love to hear
1: about <laughs> it. Well, I
0: hope this didn't suck too bad. No, you guys are
1: fun. Thank you for having me on here.
0: It's been a pleasure having you. And uh, we're going to end it now. Thank you so much, Athena, for coming on Bonehead Weekly. Okay.
1: Thank you, uh, guys. Thank you. Take care.
2: Uh... Uh-huh.